So a big hello if you're watching or listening online. So great to have you joining us and joining the Connect family. And we pray this message would encourage you and bless you in Jesus' name. Now, I started a couple of weeks ago working through a passage in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. And we're going to continue on in that passage today because there's so much, as I was reading it, I just realized there is so much in it that can be squeezed out or needs to be uh, uh, squeezed out. And so I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Now, I know a lot of you might not have that, so it's coming up on the screen as it usually does. But let's jump in. Titus chapter 2. Starting at verse 11, it says, For the grace of God has been revealed. How many know that's good news? How many need God's grace? Come on, I said, how many need God? We, we, we need the grace of God. Isn't that good news? The grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. If you need salvation today, if you need to find God today, understand His salvation is for all people. And then it goes on to say this, We are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. While we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us. Understand, why did he do this? He, he gave his life to free you. Maybe today you're bound up. Maybe today you're caught up in sin. Or maybe today you've you got stuff going on in your life. But he, he gave his life to free us, to free you. To free you from what? From every kind of sin. You might say, oh, he, he can't handle my sin. He can't handle the friend, friend, nothing's off the list. Come on. Nothing's off the list. He died for every kind of sin. Of sin, nothing is left off the list. Why? To cleanse us, to cleanse us. And listen, I think this is kind of cool. And to make us his very own people. I think that's pretty cool right there. Totally committed to doing good deeds. And then it goes on to say, verse 15, you must, I, I took this as speaking to me. You must teach these things. You must teach these things and encourage the believers to do them. Because how many know we can hear the word of God, but if we don't do it, if we don't apply it, if we don't, if we don't work it out in our lives, the Bible says, well, actually James in the Bible says, we deceive ourselves. And I don't want to be deceived. How about you? No, come on. We, we, we want to do what God is saying. So this is part two of teach these things. And so last time I spoke on verse 11, the first part of the verse, how we talked about grace and uh, uh, what is it and the fact that we all need it for the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. Then we talked about turning from living godless, turning, turning from godless living. It says we, who's we? This isn't the, 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 the scripture. It's, it's you guys. It's, it's us all together. It's not the scripture isn't telling the world how they should live. This scripture is talking to us as believers. And, and, and it says this about, uh, to us, it says, we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasure, pleasures. Why? Because simply this, God did not save us from something. He saved us for something. We're not just saved from sin. We're saved for purpose. God has something for us to do. He's changed us so that we can change the world. Somebody say, Amen. And I love what William William J. Tom said. He said, be careful how you live as you may be the only Bible some people will ever, ever read. So we've got to watch. God wants us to live, live different. 
And we heard that story of the young man who, who, who had known what it was to know God, but had w- walked away. And we, we talked about the whole thing is what's it going to take to wake you up? We saw the testimony of that young man for him, and we'd pray for him that, that, that somebody, what took him to wake him up was a knife being stabbed into his face, so it went right into his brain. And we heard the amazing testimony of how God healed him and, and, and cleared it all up, and, and, and that he certainly gave his heart, heart to Jesus uh, uh, after that, and God's turned his life around. In fact, he wrote to uh, Pastor Anita this week. And he said, Pastor Anita, I'm good, thank you. He said, I've just got back from church, smiley face. And he said, putting smiley face, because you know, he don't go to, he wasn't going to church, he wasn't going doing uh, doing nothing, but he had a wake up call. And, and, and so he said, I listened to Pastor Adam's sermon last week. He's in Australia. And he said, it is the best sermon I have ever heard. And no, he didn't say that. I'm just adding that, I'm just adding that you know, license there. But he, he did say this. He said, it brought tears to my eyes. I brought tears to my as he realized not how good my preaching was, but how good God was. Come on, somebody. How good God was. What, what God has done in the midst of it. So I want to tell you, don't mess around with sin. It's, it's not a toy. It's a tyrant. It'll get you. Friend, you give him an inch, he'll be your ruler. I want to tell you, you give the devil an inch, he'll be your ruler. No doubt, doubt about it. Don't mess around with it. And so that's online if you missed it. So then the passage goes on. We're looking at 12B, the B side of the, uh, if you remember records, you remember the B side back in the, uh, back in the other, young people won't have a clue. They won't know what we're talking about. But this is 12B, and this is where we'll spend our time today. Verse 12, it says this, listen, listen carefully. It says, we should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. So as I look at this passage, it tells me three things. It tells me three things. It tells me, number one, it's an evil world. Number two, it tells me we should live in it. So number one, it's an evil world. And number two, it's telling me we should live in it. And then number three, this passage tells me how to live in it. How to live in it. So let's jump in. And as I do so, I just want to give a little um, disclaimer or a little Warning that some of the, the content that I will uh, uh, touch in this, and I, I know it could be really sensitive, okay? I'm going to touch uh, uh, areas or speak about things today that could have affected different ones' lives here, uh, here today. And, and I, I, I want to be sensitive to that, but I also am warning you in advance that, that I'm going to be speaking about these things that, that could bring up emotions or bring up feelings of stuff that you've had to walk through. And I want to I say I've thought about that and I'm being, trying to be as sensitive as I can to that. But I do need to speak. I'm a preacher. I'm not a, not a comedian. I need to speak clearly. I need to speak strongly to... Uh, to yeah, thank you, all three of you. I mean, you should be going, yeah, come on, preacher. You, you preach what you got to preach. Say what you got to say, pastor. But, but I'm just warning you in advance, okay? So, so, just, so just understand this is not directed at anyone here or, or, or stuff, but we may talk about stuff that has affected your life. So that's the warning, over and done with. Number one, the first thing it says is this is an evil world. This is an evil world. And this, you know, quite frankly, this is a huge topic. Huge topic, and honestly, we can only barely scratch the surface uh, today. I'm only really just, just scratching the, the, the surface, uh, surface. But when I think about the whole thing, this is an evil world, and I know there, there are some out there who say, is it? And, 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 and listen, when we think about our world that we live in, 
I mean, there's so much about this world that's incredible. There's so much about this world that's amazing. There's so much about this world that, 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 that's good and, and beautiful and uh, nice and great. And, uh, you know, it's just, just when, you, when you think about life and all its fullness, there's so many incredible things out there. When we think about the advances in many areas of human understanding and human endeavor, whether it be around the area of the sciences, you know, in the medical field, in the medical field, the, ad, the advancements that are there, they're, they're incredible, the amazing things that doctors and stuff can do today. Do you know that today people are living longer than they ever have before? People, it's, just, it's just a fact. Just generally right across the board, people are living longer. Because of the advancements of medical science and so on, people are living longer than they ever have before. One United Nations report said this, Longevity is one of the greatest achievements of the modern era. 901 million, that's a lot of people, 901 million people over the age of 60 are alive right now. Never before in history, 901 million people over the age of 60. And can I just say this? It's not just in rich countries. It's right, across, it's right across the board. And they estimate it'll be 2.1 billion in just 10 to 12 years' time. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And all of that because of the, 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 the medical advancements. I mean, social justice. When we think about there's much more of a consciousness or a, a, an awareness about issues that people are battling with, things like combating racism and injustice and, 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 and things like uh, uh, child sex slavery. And, and people are far more aware of these things. People have a much greater, we live in a world today with a, a much greater social conscience. People are thinking about things more, more deeply, about poverty and, 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 and about homelessness. And, and, and let's take, clear, uh, take care of the planet. I mean, just this week alone on the news, I, I don't know how many uh, uh, items have come in the news about plastic that's blocking up rivers and, 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 and people just gathering together and saying, let's clear this out, let's, let's clean this up because we understand we've, we, we've only got one planet and we need to take care of it. And so, so, so people are becoming far more aware. In fact, I watched an article this week. It was about a guy who's, who's swimming across the Pacific Ocean. And he's, he's doing it to raise, aware of, uh, uh, raise awareness of the plastic in the seas. And one of the things he's going to swim to and swim through is what, what's called the plastic island. I don't know if you heard, I, I hadn't heard of it before. But in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, there is an island made of plastic. In other words, all the plastic bottles and stuff that somehow the currents of the ocean just bring them and they all sort of swirl into one place. And there's a place, literally, it's a plastic island. This is going to make you think different when you dump your cup into the uh, thing or throw that bottle out the window, which you shouldn't be doing. And, and here is this, this, this plastic island. Do you know that it's four times the size of New Zealand? Four times the size of New Zealand. And so people are becoming more aware of these things, more, more concerned about these things. There are other things. I mean, we live in the most incredible age of technology. Technology is just like mind-blowing uh, blowing today. The, the, the stuff that we do with Google and uh, obviously with our iPhones or the lesser one, Androids and all that. But the, all the stuff that, 
all the stuff that we can do with the incredible facilities and things that we have done. It's, a, it's amazing the fact that I can, I can, I can call Pastor Prem on face, FaceTime. I can call Pastor Prem in India and every Tuesday, four o'clock, and I can talk with him. I can look at him and he can look at me. And not only that, I mean, only Captain Kirk could do that, right? On the Starship Enterprise when I was growing up. I mean, we live in that day now. I mean, we even have watches, you know, beam me up or, or, or uh, Scotty. I mean, it's just like we live in an incredible age and an incredible time. So there is so much about this world that is amazing, incredible. So much about this world that is beautiful. Yet the Bible calls it evil. The Bible calls this world evil. And to be honest, I think it's true. I mean, with all that is good, with all that is incredible, with all the advancements, the reality is evil exists. All kinds of evil exist. Now, understand, I, uh, when I'm talking about evil, I, I, I'm not talking about terrorism, although that's evil. I'm not talking about the ISIS crisis. I mean, that, that's bad. We, it's evil. There's no doubt uh, 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 in my mind that that stuff is, is evil. But I, that, type of, that is not the type of evil that, that makes me nervous. That's the t- not the type of evil that scares me. Why? Because it's obvious. You, you can see it for what it is. You don't, you, you don't have to like be a rocket science scientist to, to figure out that out. You can see that for what it is. So I'm not talking about that kind of evil today. What, what, what concerns me is a far more insidious. Everybody say insidious. insidious. Say it like a Britisher now. Insidious. Insidious. Such a big word and... But what concerns me is the, the insidious kind of evil. What, what does insidious mean? If you're sitting there going, what does that mean? Well, the, 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 the thesaurus says this. this. This is what it means. Insidious means stealthy, subtle, sneaking, cunning, crafty, sly, tricky, slick, deceitful, deceptive. I'm talking about that kind of evil. Evil that sneaks and, and, and creeps its way into our lives. And we can't see it. It, it sneaks so sneakily that we can't see it. We don't, we, we don't perceive it. You know, sometimes I, I, I watch the news and I, I don't know how you feel, but I, I, I mean, I personally sometimes feel like the world is losing its bearings. Anybody else? Uh, I feel like the world's losing its bearings. I, I, I think it's confused and confusing. And what do I mean? I mean, last week, uh, there was outrage around the world, and, and, and you might have seen it on the news if you watch the news, but there was outrage around the world about the fact that Japan had killed over 300 whales. And here's the thing, but what horrified people even more was that 122 of these whales were mummy whales. I mean, they were, they were pregnant whales. And, and the outrage around the world was like, how could they do that? I mean, the 122 of these whales are, 
are pregnant. How could they do that? This is like so wrong. And can, can I just say, I agree. I think it's wrong. I, 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 you know, everybody knows, come on. The Japanese say they're doing it for research, but every know, everybody knows it's for sushi. Come on, come on, somebody. I mean, if we're honest, we know what it's for. And, and, but there is outrage, and I think it is bad. I think it is wrong that they would do that, especially when species are uh, endangered and so on. It's definitely wrong. I agree with that. And, and, and uh, you know, I agree that people should be upset and mad and sad about that. But see, what's confusing to me is that just three days earlier, just three days, I watched as people and politicians cheered and drank champagne and laughed and, and, and hugged and celebrated in the streets with such joy and happiness at the repeal of Ireland's abortion laws. You see, they were effectively celebrating and, and drinking to what paves the way for the killing of hundreds of thousands of pregnant mums, innocent babies. And the world applauds it. Thinks it's progressive. Thinks it's forward thinking. 67% majority. As I looked at that photograph of the politicians holding up their glasses of wine with big smiles on their face like they've achieved something great. And Ellie wept. And thinking, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Someone else was holding a sign. Keep your rosaries off my ovaries. Obviously, being a Catholic nation, keep your rosaries off my ovaries. I just want to say, although that's a catchy little slogan, I thought, that well, what a catchy little slogan. But here's the truth of the matter. Nobody wants your ovaries. No one's speaking about your ovaries. Someone else was holding up a sign that said, it's not your body, it's my body. It's not your body, it's my body. But is it? See, but, uh, see, here's the thing. We're not talking about your body. Of course, you do whatever you want with your, with your body. My problem is that when you're, when you're pregnant, there's another body inside your body. Come on. You don't have two heads and 20 fingers, and four arms. You don't, when you're pregnant, there is another, come on, I'm preaching God, there is another body inside your body. And it's not yours. And when you're pregnant, there's, there's an, another somebody inside you, a separate individual, a, a beating heart. And think about it, think about it. Everybody, Everybody who has a body has been inside somebody else's body. Let me say that again. Everybody who has a body has been inside somebody else's body. I don't know about you, but that's how I got here. Come on, somebody. That's how I arrived on the planet. Can I just say, just because something is legal doesn't make it right. Just because a whole lot of people Say it's good doesn't make it, make it right. 
Now, I know it's in Ireland, far, far away, but I'll, the thing is, what, what grips my heart is I know our nation's talking about this right now. Let's free it up a bit. I mean, I don't know to what extent they'll go. I, I, I don't know if it'll, it'll go. And, and this is the thing. It sneaks and it creeps. Like someone said, sin doesn't leap on us. It creeps on us. It sneaks up. It hides. It's, it, it's subversive. It's, like, like I say, the obvious evil that's out there. We, 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 we can see it. We can see it. But this sneaks and this, this creeps. This works slowly into our thinking into our minds set. You know, I don't know what the government is going to go through here, but, but I don't know if they'll want it to be like Canada where, where you can pretty much have an abortion right up to birth, right up to, I mean, right up to birth. Crazy. Now some people say it's just a fetus, right? It's just a fetus. I say it's just a fetus if you don't want it. It's just a fetus if you don't want it. No happy mom or happy dad on discovering they're pregnant say, pregnant say, hey, guess what, guys? We're having a fetus. Come on. What will they say? They say, we're having a baby. We're having a baby. Well, what, what, what? Pastor, what, hey, hey. what if we don't want to bring kids into the world that aren't wanted? What, what if we... I want to bring kids into the world that aren't wanted. I mean, we wanted a boy. It's a, it's, it's a girl, so better we, better we terminate. I mean, this is the age that we live in. But then that raises another strange thing about the world we live in. But what if you, 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 that, that girl identifies as a boy? What if, what if that girl identifies as a boy? How, 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 how do you know? Because now sex has been told that it's no longer established by human biology, but rather by what one thinks. I mean, this is, this is the age we're living in. Buckle up, Dorothy. We're not in Kansas anymore. And think about it. Think about it with what I was sharing before, the incredible thing of the advancements of science that we are now living, living longer. Isn't it incredible that now that we are living longer, our nation is discussing how we can end your life sooner? How can we assist you with that? Are we losing our bearings or our marbles? And I get these are, these are perplexing questions and I'm not trying to answer them here today, but all I'm trying to say is don't be easily swept up in popular opinion. I mean, there are myriads of things that I could have chose to describe evil or insidious evil. You know what, there are myriads of things, but I, I, I've really just touched on what's in the news right now. The prophet Isaiah warned in Isaiah 5 verse 20. This is a good old gospel message right here, come on. The prophet Isaiah warned in chapter 5 verse 20, woe to those wasn't like, whoa, what's up? It was like, whoa. Watch out, warning. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Put your champagne glasses away. Woe to those who call evil 
good and good evil? Who, who, put, who, who put darkness for light and light for darkness? Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter? Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Friend, you've got to understand the devil has no difficulty in making the bad look good. William Jenkins said this, the devil shapes himself to the fashions of all men's. He will do whatever you want. He will bait the hook with, with whatever will catch the fish. You know, it's always fascinated me that the word evil is the word live spelt backwards. In other words, if you, or when people choose to live life back the front, and they choose to live life topsy-turvy apart from God's word, often evil is the result. But here's the thing, I say all of this for this reason. But as evil as the world can be, the Bible tells us in Titus chapter 2, verse 12, my second point, we should live in it. As evil as it is, we should live in it. Titus chapter 2, verse 12 says, we should, everybody say we should. We should live in this evil world. Who's we? Again, it's believers. It's followers of Christ. We should live in this evil world. In other words, we should not fear it. We should not hide from it. We should not cut ourselves off from it and do a glory veil. Come on. We should work in it. We should engage with it. Jesus said, for God so loved the world. He wasn't like you filthy sinners. See how good we are because we're all the good people and you're the bad people. No, no, for God so loved the world. Yes, the world is evil, but we should live in it. Oh, pastor, I, I just wish I could go to heaven right now, friend. If God wanted us to go to heaven when you were baptized, we, we should just hold you down. That story of the Pentecostal church where they were just singing about the rapture. I'm going, going, gone. I'm going, going. And when they opened their eyes, they were, they were still there. Thank God, anyway. We should live in it. It's evil, yeah, but we should live in it. You should. He said, You should live. Stop trying to want to get out. How can I remove myself? From it. No, he's called you to live in it. For God so loved the world that he gave, if he gave of himself for this world, how much more should we give of ourselves for this world? He gave his generous love. We, Sam wrote that song about generous love. And then she sings, I have much to give. He's put much in you, and I give it all for your cause and for your purpose. Yes, it is evil, but we should live in it. Over the years, I've had people say to me, Pastor, I wish I could work it. 
work at church and there's, there's no Christians at my workplace. I'm the only one pastor and it's tough. And, you know, I understand that I, I, I get it. Yet the, yet the Bible says we should live in it. Not be apart from it. The Bible's saying you should live in it. You should, you, you should live in this world with all its politics, problems, persecution, and pain. You should live in it. With all of its hypocrisy, hurt, and hate, you should live in it. With all of its faults, fears, and failings, you should live in it. With all of its dictators, dangers, and disasters, you and I should live in it. The pastor is dark. That's why Jesus said, you're the light. You're the light. Not a light for people to look at and go, oh, how amazing you are. Not an arrogant light. It's not a light for people to look at, but a light for others to see by. To be able to see a different way. A different way. For His Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. A different way. See a different way. Be a light in the darkness. It's evil, but you should live in it because you're the light. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You, not he, you. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, bushel, but on a candlestick and it gives light to all that are in the house. It says, let your light so shine. So shine before men in this dark world, in this evil world. So shine that they may see. See the good God has done in you. See the way God has changed you. Not you pointing your finger. But they, they would see God's, God's heart, God's love in you. And when they see that, they would, they would glorify the God that, it, well, maybe there's another way. Maybe there's another. See, I understand this. I don't want to be Christianity to be understood about what we're against. It's what we're for. Yeah. It's not that I'm against people. I'm for life. Yeah. When I'm talking about, about abortion or, or things like that, understand I'm not, I'm not against people. I'm for life. Yeah. We have to stop hiding ourselves away need to reach out to or we need to be the light in the dark place because it's evil but you should live in it someone said the real problem for Christianity is not atheism or skepticism but rather a Christian trying to smuggle his soul into heaven remember he's changed us that we can change the world so number one the world's evil number two we should live in it and then it goes on to tell us number three how to live in it. How to live in it. So we should live in this world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. And we've run out of time to, to dig into that today, but the next time we come around the, the word over this passage together, we, we, we're going to dig into the, the how of it. What, what, what is wisdom? What is wisdom? What, what, what does it mean, devotion? devotion to God. Because we need to 
live our lives in accordance with His Word. Do what it says. Amen. As we come to the end of today, I just want to spend a moment and ask you, you know where you're at, but do you need to get right with God today? Do you need to know this God who we're talking about today? We talked about the verse that says salvation is available for all. If you're here today and say, oh man, I don't think pastor it could be available for me. I'm, I'm, I'm too bad. Friend, it's available for all. Listen, we're not saved because we give our life to God. We're saved because He gave His life. We're saved not because of what we do. We're saved because of what He did. He gave His life so that you could know Him in a real way. The Bible says He, as we read out before in that, that passage, it says He gave His life to free us. You need freedom in your life today. He gave His life to free us from what? From every kind of sin. What are you struggling with today? Understand there is freedom. What does He do? He cleanses us. He makes us His very own people. Maybe you're here today and you've just been coming to church forever, but you've allowed the love of God in your heart to grow cold. And you've just become aware, man, I've just got comfortable. And I know I need to get, get right with Him today. I need to sort, not just my head out, but my heart out. Friend, it doesn't matter how bad you are, His love is available. Remember, the, the Bible is called a good book, not because the people in it are good, but because the God in it is good. Today, if you would give your life to Him, the Bible says He knocks on the door of your heart, and if you'd open it, He'll come in and lead your life. So, with every head bowed and every eye closed, right across this auditorium, you know you're here today, and you know you need to get right with God. If you're here today and you say, Man, Pastor, would you include me in that prayer? I want to be included in that prayer. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. And on three, I want you to put your hand right up in the air. When you do that, you're, you're really saying that, that that prayer that the pastor that I'm going to pray, I want that prayer for me because I need to get right with God today. I don't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. But you just know in your heart of hearts, you need to get right with God. When I get to three, I want you to put your hand up. One, Christ loves you. No, two, He died so you didn't have to. If you want to get right with God today and want to be included in that prayer, three, just put your hand up wherever you are. Thank you. Nice and high so I can see anyone else. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? In the back there. Thank you. Thank you. If I slip those hands right down. Slip them down now. I'll just pause for a moment and go, if you're here today and you knew you should have put your hand up, but you didn't, for whatever reason, fear kept you, fear of man kept you or whatever, but you know you should have put your hand up, I'm giving you another opportunity. Would you just put your hand up right now and say, that's me. I, I should have put my hand up. Anyone else? Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Let's all together pray this prayer. You can slip those hands down. Lord Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. 
God, would you come into my life and be my Lord and my Savior. I turn from my sin and give my life to you today because you gave your life for me. Come, live, and rule my life. This I ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said,